This is the um um title <laughs> the, mm. I'm walking out in eight minutes, so we have to get the entire show done in eight minutes. Okay. <laughs> so when you stopped moistening your lips. That's the best thing about editing, all the noises we make. Oh. Alright, so, let's actually start. Penis news. Penis news. There's a jockey. They were filming in a changing room and a naked jockey walked through the background of the of the shot and this was on live TV. But you didn't see anything. No. It's not like the badge from the ro the robot. Like all you know what I mean? The badge. No. The badge from the robot. <laughs> Uh, the women's uh, I think you said from the robot. I the was robot. like, what? Ro ro robot. I was like, robot walls. <laughs> there was a good bit of robot walls news this week. That is. Uh... He was angry because he he was angry at his teammates, yeah, apparently. Because but I he think... looked like he was angry at the children. <laughs> yeah, because he was in a team with some other guys around his age, and they must have been in like their 30s. Yeah. And they lost to a team called Team Cherub or something who were Very cute. at 18 at most. Yeah, yeah, they were kids. And they were doing the, the post-match interview and then he just kind of walks off. He, he got really huffy. But people were saying that he's angry at the children, but he, other people, and I think he said himself, and Robot Wars Twitter said that actually he was annoyed with his team because... They made a decision. Either they added something to the robot that made it perform they went worse, for a... or they didn't add something. They that... made a decision against him. Yeah. And it turned out that they probably would have run. Not that he should care that much that he lost. It's just robot wars, right? A man in Ireland faced an unusual medical dilemma after a metal ring became stuck on his penis. Again, we get this quite a lot in penis news, don't we? Yeah. A fire brigade crew again. Oh no, you, you don't want them. No, no, you don't want the big hoses blasting, <laughs> they blasting foam onto your dick. Angle grinder. Ooh. To remove a ring. What's an angle grinder? I'm gonna Google it now. Tell me what an angle grinder is. Suppose it wasn't a hacksaw. That's worse. Oh, it's worse. I think yeah. an angle grinder. Have you ever seen in like burlesque shows where they'll have like metal pants? And they'll have the thing that they put on it so the sparks go flying. Oh yeah. That's an angle. Oh, so it just has, like uh, violently vibrates. Yeah. Like, Backwards and forwards. Yeah. Okay, I can. Mm, you wouldn't want that near any part of your body. No. Unless you're wearing metal pants. It said the man had put on the titanium-based ring seven hours beforehand and attended the emergency department after suffering from pain and swelling. He was sedated too, before the fire brigade. Begrade. The fire brigade. Use <laughs> the a grinder to remove the ring. The procedure lasted twenty minutes. He's since made a full functional recovery. F full functional. Um, so it says. Yeah. It says functional. Yeah. Instead of functioning. Functional recovery. That's not right. Um, there's an article <laughs> in That's not right. Cosmo that says a New York surgeon can make penises bigger by injecting them with blood. Whose blood? Your blood. His own. Not my blood particularly. <laughs> your blood, Jason. <laughs> You're donating blood to this when this, people are out there. This is how we're getting they your blood? penis, Marie. We're injecting <laughs> my blood into you. That's how I just grow a penis. This is what, yeah. this is what happens yeah. when you inject the blood of someone who has a penis. It, it's like in those old horror films where someone loses a hand and they get 
a donor hand. And oh yeah, just they like get um, the characteristics of the hand. Season three of League of Gentlemen. But it's my blood when injected into anyone can grow them a penis. Not necessarily in the right area for a penis to be. Could come out on your <gasps> neck somewhere. Norman Rowe is a plastic surgeon who calls his technique the bulge buster. And he says patients can gain up to 1.5 inches in circumference. <laughs> I feel like circumference is something that a circle has. So yeah, it's, it's like a girth. Yeah. Why don't you just say girth? I was thinking like a penis was like a round <laughs> object, like, like a globe. <laughs> like, a, like a tin of tuna. Yeah, yeah, just no, jutting I, out. I use the word circumference because Cosmo used the word circumference in italics Why and then capitalised. Okay, Cosmo. Um, it reportedly mimics one commonly used for athletes that involves drawing a man's blood, removing the platelets and re-injecting the plasma-rich blood back into the penis. You come in, get the injection, 20 minutes later you're walking out. It's a bloody penis. Isn't that the kind of thing that, was it Lance Armstrong got in trouble with? It's like the blood doping where you deoxygenate your blood and then you re-inject it. Mm. All of his blood? No, he would He would have How blood taken out. How much blood there? And then they'd do something Four to pints? it and then they'd re-inject it. How many pints of blood there? I don't know, what, for Lance Armstrong? Yeah, how much would make a difference? It doesn't say much I need blood. to know how much blood this is. It's gonna bug me. I feel like it's gotta be tons. Like a gallon of blood. So you get your good blood and you store it and then you use it when you need your good blood. That's fucked. It's like zombie. Someone's mentioned a bag. A bag of blood. Yeah. A bin bag. Yeah. <laughs> a bucket. <laughs> a blood bucket. He, he, That's weird. He did a lot of things. You know who else? Who didn't do a lot of things? Me today. The sex-starved Indian wife who cut off her husband's penis after he refused to make love to her for ten years. Why is it always in India? Daily Mail. Why are they doing this over in India? What's going on over there? Rita Yadav, 28, attacked her husband Ved Prakash, 31. He hasn't made to her for ten years. She's 28, so they haven't had since she was 18. India. Um, she claims not to have had sex as not he refused cool. to be intimate, so she cut his penis. He waited for him to get out of the shower, knocked him out and hacked it off. Apparently he told her he hated her face and would have an affair. He threatened he would have an affair. I was desperate to have children. I used to beg him, but he said he'd make love to someone else instead. I've been dealing with the torture for, for years and couldn't take it anymore. Ved arrived home from his night shift. He went straight into the shower. As he stepped out, she hit him over the head with a stone grinder, and he fell unconscious. <laughs> I'm kind of into this. I'm kind of on her side in this one. <laughs> she then used a kitchen knife and slashed his penis. He locked, she locked him in the bathroom and then handed herself to the police station. Nice. Good girl. <laughs> his penis was almost fully detached from the base. The cut was nearly four inches deep. Penis chat isn't that nice. <laughs> no. It's quite sad, really. <laughs> Let's do some pick-me-up. <laughs> okay. Pick me up. We all love pick me up, pick me up. Just try it, ladies. He's got tree stories. Tree stories. You won't put it down. It will make you laugh, make you cry, and soon you'll know why. Front cover. Killer, <laughs> killer grannies. They look harmless, but these old age poisoners <laughs> are ruthless murderers. <laughs> ah, they're always poisoners, aren't they? The grannies. Fat shame. Should overweight flyers pay more? Hide and seek hell. Oh. Come on, you started <laughs> this with zeal. Abused by Peter next door. <laughs> That's the thing about these, they're not nice. 
Nothing in this podcast is nice. Okay. I want to do a nice podcast. (laughs) Scarred for life by a cuppa. Yeah, that's some kids have a fucking... Cup of tea Scorching hot cut. Oh, God. And then allergic to my baby. I feel like every three months someone's allergic to their own child. Yeah, what's that all about? Ugh. I would love get to it. be allergic to my own child. Get it out of here. But then you'd have to have a child. I'm allergic to other people's children. We all pick me up, pick me up. Abused by the pedo next door. There's the pedo. Hashtag sharpen your pitchforks. <laughs> That's that's what that's, that's what your this, edition. That's, that's what these are all the, about. That's what in the article. No, it's not. <laughs> Pick me up. I'm advocating mer- like they are. They are. They. That's why they've got the picture of him. They've got his full name. Um, but they've also got her full name. Well, yeah. I mean, that's lives. fine. Like, why where we... she lives? Yeah, that's a bit weird. Why? Like, I don't think she's a Why child anymore. Why did you skip through the entire I'm looking magazine. at the back of the... Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't want to read it. <laughs> so you literally went bit. right the to end. the back cover. <laughs> uh, what were you looking for? An index? Scarred for life by a cuppa. Smiling Libby, such a brave little mite. Little mite? It was next to okay. Emma just turned her back for a... <laughs> for a moment, what would you think? Someone threw it in her face? Yeah, maybe it happens. Does it end with the hope? Well, if someone else can learn from our story and prevent an accident from happening, then perhaps it would seem so bad. Yeah. But you wouldn't know, would you, if that happened? Because it wouldn't have happened. We all have me up, me up. <laughs> Your brain works Yay! <laughs> Slice to top up some mini meringues, put a dollop of melted chocolate on, and then add a strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> the recipe that you sounded so naughty. It's not Hang about. <laughs> we don't need the bargains. There's no good bargains. No, there's never any good bargains. Three pound bottle wine <laughs> instead of three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually three fifty. I don't think you want to eat that. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> eat that wine. Don't eat that wine. We all me up, me up. What's normal, what's not? Flatulence. Passing wind or farting is a normal biological process. Unusual term. Everybody does it. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just me. It occurs when you swallow small amounts of air while eating or when gas builds up in you in you while you digest food. If you're frequently passing smelly gas or experiencing additional symptoms like tummy pain, bloating, unexplained weight loss, Bowel incontinence, reoccurring diarrhea or constipation. Here's the advice they give to you. See your GP. I could have fucking told him that. (laughs) (laughs) When the news of the murder of Father Henry Tomei, 64, appeared in California's Sentinel paper on the 4th of November 1972, everyone was stunned. (laughs) What? This is like Metal Fang all over again. Uh, why is there something, some blast from the past in every one, isn't there? Making of a monster. We all have me up, me up. This is the entire movie project featuring Jason and we're going to talk about... Brony. You know that already, but this is what you came for. My little pony, my little pony. Which one's your pony? I don't know them. There's Pinkie Pie. 
She's more like the bubbles of the. Is it like a nerdy one? I think Twilight Sparkle's a nerd. I'll be the nerdy one. Yeah, she's kind of, yeah. She's like a preppy nerd. I have just remembered something that we omitted two episodes ago when we were talking about cartoon dads. Yeah? We forgot the biggie. The pony dad? No. (laughs) Hank Hill. Oh, yeah. And I feel like had Hank Hill been in the running, all of our. Results have been completely different. I feel like I still would have had like Sam Hank. as my number one, but Hank would definitely be number Sam? two. Sam, who's Sam? Oh, Stan. Stan. <laughs> Sam, Sam Smith, the Sam. singer Sam Smith. Can I lay by your side? <laughs> yeah, um, Hank. Yeah. Yeah. Although he's got a narrow urethra, so that would be. A- <laughs> Fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how wide your urethra is. It just takes you longer to pee. Probably takes them longer to come. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the nerdy pony. I think I'm Rainbow Dash. There's like a posh pony, a wimpy pony, a nerdy pony, dyke pony, a hick pony, and who am I missing? So it says here: Twilight Sparkle, Starlight Glimmer. Who the fuck is Starlight Glimmer? That's not one of the main ones. All the top six. Is this episode about the show? No, we're talking about brownie base. But you know what? Going... I'm always going to bring back to the show because I don't, I don't mind the show. <laughs> the other thing I don't like about it, I've mentioned before, episodes are too long. Twenty-two minutes. I need eleven minutes, so I'm not going to watch cartoon. <laughs> I am going to do a My Little Pony quiz to see which one I am. I'm Spike, apparently. That's not funny. Not a fucking pony. Helpful, trustworthy, and an honorary quiz. pony. You're a baby dragon who's well equipped to offer advice Aww. and encouragement to the ponies closest to you. You may have a weakness for sweets, and sometimes a crush might blur your vision. But anyone would be lucky to have you for a friend. Good. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. I think I miss Pinkie Pie. I miss Pinkie Pie. That's the oh. one I missed. The main one. Oh, I got fucking rarity. That's a surprise. <laughs> what? <laughs> Perceptive, put-together, and ambitious. You're a pony who knows how to get by in the modern world with an eye for detail, style, and beauty. This is, <laughs> this is like the last pony that I am. <laughs> I don't like this quiz. I'm Uni Kitty, if anything. <laughs> That's my pony. Oh, Uni Kitty. Oh. Um, I love her. Oh, Emmett! Let's talk about Emmett forever. <laughs> How perfect he is. We'll talk about little Emmett cubes. Another, another time. Little cubes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this little cubes? What little cubes? Emmett's little cubes. Do you just want to... Are you talking about his little balls? <laughs> his little balls. His little Lego balls. His little Lego... Do you know the singular Lego brick? The smallest Lego brick you can get? The smallest Lego brick is like um, a rectangle shape. Oh, uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? No. Why don't you know what I mean? I don't... Because I'm thinking the smallest Lego Have brick you, ever you played get with is me... a stud. No, I'm talking about like the bricks. Go away, little lectern. Yeah, it's a rectangle, yeah. But that's what a Lego man's balls are. It's balls? <laughs> yeah, it's balls what? of those. And his penis is two of them stuck together. <laughs> this is getting way, way weirder than any conversation about my little pony. Bronies. What are... do we like about them? Passionate. Bronies are fans of my little pony, but they're. Adult fans. People who fall no, outside the target age range, so they're anywhere from, what is it, 16 to. Yeah, like, I, 40? Think, I think probably like. 14, 13, 13. Once you're... I think there's probably some 13 year old bronies out there. But there are people who are obsessed with the show and they, they read a lot more into it 
Yeah. And not not over the normal level of obsession. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Is yeah. We were just watching Brony cringe compilation. Which is really good. I recommend. Because they have no self-awareness or filter in that they'll just defend the show to an extreme where like the show doesn't really need to be defended they don't really need they'll, they'll get shit for it yeah. people will give them shit probably because they're sick of hearing about how much they like my little pony and the thing is they normal people don't like don't like things like that if i went around saying to people wow steven universe is the best fucking thing i've ever seen no one knows what steven universe is yeah. <laughs> not in the real world no one gives a shit um and there was a video one of the cringes was this guy who was doing a presentation in class about why he's a fan of My Little Pony and how he's a brony and all of this. Mm. And one of the slides mentions that to be a brony there's different levels and stages. Levels, yeah. And he said the first stage is like watch series one. And I think stage two was to tell your friends. And I thought yeah. that's where you start I mean, like, tell pushing your an agenda. Friends. I mean, I tell my friends about things that I like. It doesn't just stop with telling your friends. It doesn't stop with telling <laughs> He said, tell your friends. Yeah. But then later on, he said, you can further the cause by... Yeah, it's like evangelical Christianism. Brony yeah. <laughs> is just a fandom. And there's a fandom for everything. Yeah. But there's something about this, this particular it's fandom different. that's different. Yeah. And I can't think of what it is. Because you think about... We know quite a few Harry Potter fans. Hmm and quite a few Disney fans, and the things with those two fandoms is that there's this kind of level of immaturity Oh yeah. where to be time. a fan, part of you just won't grow up or mature beyond that. Yeah. So We don't want to either. Yeah. And you've got not, a, you're a, happy place, with not. a place where you don't have to grow up. Because if you think about it really, Harry Potter is about school. Hmm. It's all set in a school, and it's all school kids. There's that limiting factor where all of the action happens within a certain like mental time frame. Yeah, and so Disney's all about being a child. Disney's even if it's all not... about youth and innocence. Yeah, and so there's these two fandoms where you will never see it go into darker territory. Oh no, you will. Or if you do, you do. It's still, you do. There's still like. <laughs> It's, it's like an extreme, it's like not I a think, natural progression. I think you really do. Like, when I think about a fandom, I always think that the adult stuff is deeply ingrained in What's the whatever adult stuff the fandom like is. Disney, then? Disney? Just, you know, Gaston's big old baby dick. But it's not official <laughs> canon, and that's the Neither's thing. Neither's the party stuff! What I'm saying is, Disney and Harry Potter, it's trapped within, like, a age box time frame. Where yeah. they won't make a Harry Potter film in the Harry Potter canon that's R-rated no, or they adult. Won't. They won't All make bodies. a Disney thing that's R-rated or adult, which means that they are locked within that thing. But other fandoms like Star Trek, Star Wars, oh, adult, adult stuff, like stuff. That, yeah, adult media. There is. Well, the thing is, Star Wars isn't necessarily that adult in that mm. you think it might be spin-offs. But there is stuff like the Rebels TV series, there's the Disney, Clone Wars, yeah. which does go down in the age bracket, yeah. so it expands the whole thing. Whereas My Little Pony, if you do see something that is more adult, it's made by the fan base. Yeah, the age bracket of My Little Pony is 7 to yeah. 12. And 7 that's, 12, that's the extreme as well, is that Disney, Disney's age bracket probably goes up to the target audience, the core I target. Think it's quite... Um, I think it's a bit older than them. I'd now, say up to maybe Moana. Twenty. I think yeah, Moana's 
Well, 16 maybe. It's yeah. not 7 to 12. Yeah. And Harry Potter is an interesting one in that it was it changes, a big thing yeah. back in the... It came out in the 90s and yeah. 2000s. I think it started 7 to 12, and then it went up to young teen. It, it, young it involved with the audience. So yeah. you could w- read the first book while you were at that age and then read the last book and it had a more grown up feeling. Yeah, yeah. The magic of Harry Potter is the whole school environment. Hmm. And just a little side note to that, I find it really weird when grown ups buy house merch. Because I'm like, weird. within the world of Harry Potter. You'd have to be um, 11 after to you 16. Leave Hogwarts, yeah. You don't. Would you still consider yourself a Gryffindor? Or would you still no consider gives, yourself. No one gives a shit of. Yeah, I think they do. Because their kids all go to the same houses, don't they? And it's like. And there's only one school. There's only one school that everyone went to. Well, there were other schools. There was Bay in the UK. What's that? Yeah, there's one school in the UK. I, the what? whole UK. Yeah, it's Hogwarts. Oh um, then there's like Durmstrong. Durmstrong. <laughs> naked like... showers. Then yeah. there's the French one with all the naked showers. My Little Pony is age locked to a much younger age. Mm, yeah, which yeah. Which is why like... it's really weird. It's weirder. That... It's weirder that it has adult fans. I will not judge bronies. I'm not judging any anyone. fans. I just think based it's weird. on being fans <laughs> of the source material. Because yeah. I think that there's going to be fans for everything that's But you are going to judge people for humping For their actions. And... You see, I don't really think... And I'm not I'm not really judging people for humping a pony doll either. <laughs> because <laughs> adult fans of children's media, all of, all the fandoms have sexual acts. The only difference with bronies is it's, they're all met, like, mostly men. Yeah. And they're mostly like... Awkward. Yeah, you know, pissy. Autistic, maybe, quite a lot of the time. Yeah, I. Like, there's a big autistic. When um, we were watching some of the. uh, Compilations, there were a a few videos where it was someone talking to the camera doing a vlog. Yeah. And they would highlight, I'm not autistic, and it's like. If you were, you know. Yeah. But still, like, people will latch onto that. The shit that they get might be attached to their autism or whatever problems they've got. Little quirks, little quirks. As I was saying, I won't judge people for being fans of anything because I'm pretty sure anyone you meet on the street is a fan of something that is not targeted to them. No. I just finished reading Series of Unfortunate Events this weekend and I know I'm older than the target audience, Hmm. but I really enjoyed it and I was really aware of it because as I was reading it I always had this constant in my mind of I know that I'm smarter than a child who would be reading this, Hmm. but I was always wondering how smart is a child They are kind of dumb, yeah. When I was reading it I was like 11 and uh, I was thinking that's fucking Count Olaf, you stupid bitch! Why are you so smart with your hair all tied up in that ribbon? And you don't even know. <laughs> no, it, for me it wasn't stuff like that. It was the literary references and the the stuff like that. So spoiler, spoiler warning for some oh, unfortunate events. They should have read it already. Really? Skip forwards thirty seconds or a minute. There's a point where they keep talking about who is JS, and you have Jack Snicket, but also there are other characters in the series who have the initials JS. And Sunny speaks in a way that sometimes she'll use a French word or a, you know, a Spanish word, Italian word, and yeah. it's just her unique way of speaking. Sometimes it will be a word backwards or an anagram. Yeah. And so one time they're talking about who is JS, and Sunny says magistrate oh, backwards. Yeah. And this was in book maybe 10 or 11 and I read that and I when was it like, gets cryptic I and think. I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah somebody just said magistrate but I'm like would a child 
read that and notice that that's the word backwards and then connect it back to the I can't remember. previous character. And so I I will admit that Serious Unfortunate Events, the books at least, are aimed at a younger audience. Mm. I feel like the series is, because it's TV on Netflix, series. it's more... Oh yeah, I think that's, yeah. It's more mainstream. Because everyone. children don't buy Netflix. Yeah. That's the thing. They don't um, have any money because they don't have jobs. Goddamn scroungers. I suppose that's the thing, is that I can look at media that I know I'm not the target audience for and admit I'm not the target audience for it, whereas yeah. there was a video activity book. so cringy with a guy who was oh. reading an activity book and it was like colouring and... You got it from like Target Maze. Going through the book and you're saying, I was, I'm really offended by this. <laughs> like one of the page had a picture with nine sons and it said, count how many there are and write the answer and he's like this is not for the target audience but we were yeah, sat there going, and he thinks that he's yes, the target is. audience and yeah. he's kind of taken ownership and that i oh, think yeah. that's the thing is that bronies that's the thing with bronies have yeah. taken ownership of something that they know isn't for them mm. they still enjoy the media a lot but they feel like the company itself don't know who they're targeting yeah they they think that they're not being catered to as an audience. Yeah. When they're just elbowed in on yeah. the actual audience. Which um, I don't think of a usually when there's an adult fandom for a children's show, it's a bit more mature than my little pony. Yeah. Like SpongeBob. If you were to look at a piece of SpongeBob merchandise or you have the general idea of SpongeBob being yeah. this cute annoying character. Yeah. No, I'm a fan of SpongeBob and I know that I'm not I'm now not the target audience for when it was back then. Yeah. But yeah, it is. I was when it came out. <laughs> and it is a quite a wide-ranging audience, mm. you know, in the yeah, stuff that they do. And in the film, they have references to alcohol abuse. Yeah. But it's and done as ice cream. Kitty's ain't gonna know about Hasselhoff. <laughs> You know, SpongeBob. Oh, yeah, he gets drunk. He gets drunk on ice cream. He's he's a complete drunk. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not something for kids. That's not something that a kid's going to pick up on. Mm. They're going to see SpongeBob acting silly, but it's going to be the adult that goes, hold on. Yeah, they've got something for the the kids. Same with like Animaniacs and Mooney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah, My Little Pony as well. You've got to entertain the poor fucking mother that's sat in the on the couch, <laughs> yeah. keeping an eye on the little, little kid, gotta give her something. <laughs> and Powerpuff Girls as well, we we just watched a few videos mm. from Hot Diggity Demon, and yeah, he's now going he's got pony stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he started off doing love his pony stuff. stuff. You can tell by the series if you watch the whole thing, which I would recommend that anyone does, because it's very good. It's about 45 minutes um, all in all. Um, he does understand the show, the dynamics, the characters. He's definitely watched it. He definitely likes it. It looks like the show, maybe better than the show. Like the yeah. animation's more Ren and Stimpy, um, and um, he had a side web comic to Apple Marv called Jacklark, and it's about Applejack's journey into an alternate dimension. I feel like I've heard of that. The alternate dimension is the My Little Pony TV show, and she she exists in the hot hot diggity demon version of My Little Pony. She travels to the actual version of My Little Pony, and it's the kids' show, so um, she's like dealing with all the, the differences between the two. Yeah, the, the weird thing is just the refusal to admit that you're not the target audience. Yeah. But um, I think they had um, a problem with the conventions. They had to separate the children's convention from the Brony convention, but 
I wrote, I wrote my own dissertation on adult fans of children media, so <laughs> kind of, yeah. uh, but it's down like a massive rabbit hole, this whole thing. And there are adults that are fans of My Little Pony, but more the children's side of it that don't get the brony thing. So you'll, ha- you'll still have adults at these children's conventions who um, maybe were more into the original, like Care- the Care Bears kind of yeah. um, old school My Little Pony uh, series. I don't really like the new one because it's kind of, it's a lot different from that. Oh yeah, because the My Little Pony, the bronies that we think of are fans of is it Generation Four? Yeah, Generation Four. Which yeah, that was the it. The friendship of is magic. Friendship is magic. But the original ones back in like the eighties. Yeah, the ones that the I well, I grew up with. I watched the cartoon Care series Bears and My Little Pony, which very wet was <laughs> back then. Cartoons like Care Bears, My Little Pony, He Man, hmm. stuff like that was yeah. the cartoon was created as an advertisement for the toy. Advert for so also like. Really moral. Yeah. It's like moral Christian values all the way through. Not that My Little Pony doesn't, like, Friendship is Magic obviously has moral Christian yeah. values because it's like, friendship is. I mean, it's Satan, it's full Satan, like, it's got. F- it's all. It's all magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's all magic with a K. You know, <laughs> friendship is magic with a K. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, it's all about friendship and love. I was just thinking in terms of a company that tried to appeal to a demographic that they wouldn't really mainly target hmm. would be the whole Zootopia thing with the furries. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they knew what they were doing. Hasbro kind of overlook or distance or ignore the Brony fandom. Yeah. Whereas I mean, Disney was, was it Disney that Disney was responsible for and the, they, the fairies. <laughs> they tried to. They, they made Kovu. Yeah, they tried the to. The god get, daddy of all the fairies. <laughs> and they tried to get fairies to take pictures of themselves in their fursuits to like, oh, advertise yeah, Zootopia. Yeah, and cool. they sent like open letters to furry forums and stuff. Yeah. To get them to help promote the film and basically give them like free advertisement. Which is the complete opposite of what's happening with bronies, in that bronies are ignored, but... I don't think they're, they're not actually ignored, I think they've been referenced in the actual show. But, you know, the show's not going to start having Fluttershy just fucking flashing a little pony ass. Yeah. <laughs> the bronies are now probably more well-known than the show. The actual show, yeah. I read Muffins. Tell me about Muffins. Is it Muffins or Cupcakes? I think it might be I don't know, tell me. Have I you don't never know. heard of it? I don't think so. Oh my god, okay. I could just read it. So, Cupcakes was a fanfic. Where Pinkie Pie's tying up Rainbow Dash and like and torturing her, torture and, like, her. her apart and yeah, turning her to cupcakes and she's been doing that a lot in the past to other ponies. Yeah. So she's like in this Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can picture that in my head as an episode of My Little Pony. Is that weird? Has someone fully animated it? Because something I noticed about some of the, the the fan animation of My Little Pony is that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is animated in Flash. Yeah. Very simply, so it's very easy to make 
what you create look like an actual episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And it's very easy to, to find people with the voices to match the characters. I thought the there was something else I was going to say about bronies and I can't think. Not bronies. Oh, you know what? There's, there's a whole, like, self-fueling victim Oh yeah, complex big as well. time. Like, whenever they talk about My Little Pony, they're not talking about the show. Like, you never hear people talking about the show. Yeah. You just hear people talking about how much people, all the haters, yeah. <laughs> how much people hate. And it, it's, a, it's a weird thing. The, the video with the guy who was giving a presentation in front of his class. Hmm. And that's the thing as well, is that there's Come like, on. there's no self-awareness <laughs> yeah. in terms of what a weird way that they act yeah. or a weird thing it that's is. That's true, yeah. And they they go about saying how great it is, but then when someone says, this is weird, you're taking it to an extreme degree, then they do the whole victim thing. And I don't get that. And that's cycle starts. And the guy in the video doing it in front of the class, which is like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> and he was talking about the trolls and why do people hate it? And he said people might have carried over yeah, from yeah. previous seasons. And I'm like... Well, okay, so I remember My Little Pony Friendship is Magic first came out. Do you? No. There was... I'm a little baba. Hype. Yeah, you're a little baba. Yeah, and I think this is um, quite a long time ago now. Um, 2012, maybe, or even before that, maybe. I think, um, yeah. But there was this quite a lot of hype about it because it was like... Lauren Faust, it was um, it was on the hub. Yeah, that was at the hub. So, oh, um, two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten. Yeah. So I was like twenty nine. Been like three. Yeah, I was nineteen. So I was just going to school. I was just going to school to study animation when this was happening. So I was like big into animation. Um, so there's a little bit of hype about it. People might. Did you watch My Little Pony when you were growing up and Care Bears? I think I had a My Little Pony video. Yeah. But I think it was. I only seem to vaguely remember it, so I must have only watched it. It was once, the eighties. And it was the most boring, stupid mm. cartoon. That's the thing. It was shit. It was um just just shit. Just really badly made and um all Christian values sort of running around Pony Land. Boring pony girl shit. So, um, people were seeing this um, cool looking art about um, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. The actual thing came out, and everyone was saying, Oh, this is actually good. This is actually pretty enjoyable. Um, if you compare it to My Little Pony or, you know, any other casting that's coming out, it's alright. It's, it's, it's a decent show. Um, I think I'd probably watch it more if. As I said, the episodes were shorter, and people were um, kind surprise. of excited about it. Surprised, surprised about how good it was, um, compared to the expectations of um, how good it was going to be. So people started watching the first season. Then I guess the Brony thing started because when I started watching it, Adventure Time had been going for a bit. So there was there was already adults watching cartoons, like being okay. It's fine to. To watch a cartoon every week as it comes out, if it's something like Adventure Time. So people started watching My Little Pony, but then I guess people sort of latched onto it. And also, well, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is a lot like anime. It's a lot like um, things like Lucky Star and Love Live. It's a lot like schoolgirl anime. Oh, You've okay. got six female, young female characters yeah. with nice 
butts. The ponies have nice little pony butts and that's a big problem because that means all these old dudes are going to come and watch this series and sort of uh, make it into something it maybe isn't. Um, but yeah, I think it's really anime. It's all friendship. It's all like a magical girl kind of uh, friendship brings us together and we're young girls. They've all got a different thing that they're good at. They all come together and they all fight evil together. Just like anime, and with anime, obviously, it's kind of a given that adult men like it and watch it and buy all the merchandise. I was just like reminiscing about when My Little Pony Friendship is Magic came out. I liked it, people around me liked it, like, I had a friend who was making adult fan art of My Little Pony before the Bruni thing happened, so I had a friend who was making, like, human adult versions of uh, the ponies, like, full lesbian porn on a DeviantArt account, banging each other and boning, and um, I, I was like getting my little pony figurines from my brother who was getting into it as well, and then um, maybe like six months after My Little Pony Friendship is Magic aired, the normal adult fans of My Little Pony decided that they didn't want to be involved in it anymore because it was getting a little bit weird with the whole fandom. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that weirdness was coming from people it getting a little bit too big and people thinking, hey, why are there so many adult fans of My Little Pony and they're uh, sort of tagging them? Maybe the whole thing came out of just the backlash and then the only people left in the fandom were the really stubborn bastards who didn't want anything, who didn't want anything against them. I think it's time. Oh, I'm scared now. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Marie Pony and the first image okay. is okay. a pony of Marie Curie. <laughs> That's not what I thought there might Oh, there is Anne Frank Pony Yeah, okay, let's think of some more You know, we've got to do the the Quadriga Hitler, Goebbels, Himmler And Pinkie Pie Hitler, Goebbels, Himmler, Goering I literally just had to type in the word Hitler And then Pony came up That is but I think, it's, I think it's because I've been typing money <laughs> no. a lot over the last five minutes. No, it's because everyone wants to know about the Hitler Pony. Why do communists only like herbal tea? Because property is theft! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but I fucking know that one. <laughs> I'm on enough communist Facebook page yeah. just to compare that Does Sean Connery like herbs? Yes, but only partially. Pashley. <laughs> but only if you smack her about. <laughs> smack her around a bit. Does Sean Connery like his wife? Only if you smack her about. <laughs> so we're recommending My Amazing Jokes? No, we're not done with ponies yet. We're not done with ponies. Let's talk about how um, you can go online and order a plush of any My Little Pony character, like background characters, because the background characters are a big deal in the pony community. But you can also get them to put a little hole in the backside so you can slip your little flashlight in and you can fuck the pony! <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second! Let's let the people know about that! <laughs> the people need to know! <laughs> I bet they didn't think about that in the 80s when they were writing that Hasbro TV series to sell toys. <laughs> Right, is there anything else you want to talk about Ponywise? Ponywise? Aren't you going to say hello? Oh, come on, Paco. Don't you want a balloon? I'm 
Oh my god, I wonder if there's a... Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> there will be. It is, and it's canon from the comics. Oh, okay. You know what? Every time I'm on the planet looking for the comics, I always think the My Little Pony Friendship Ma- is, is a magic comic looks good, but I never buy it because um, I can't afford it. But the art looks really good. I mean, it looks like it a good comic. Really good, yeah, I mean, I might get a trade. I might go on the Amazon and get like a trade of um, a My Little Pony comic and then come back on the podcast and tell you what it's like. So it's the ponies are going through weird doors and they go through they open up a door that leads to Kali Ma from From the Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then This was great. Just... I'm well gonna read my little pony comic. Um the worst I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna hell. I'm gonna hell I'm gonna read There's it. The Shining I'll and read it. the Up. Oh no, I'm gonna have to read this comic. This oh, I'm going to hell. This is from volume one. Oh, that's it. Sealed. Sealed. I'm going to get it. Oh, okay. Next time on Untitled Marie Project, Marie will be telling you about the My Little Pony comic and whether it's not, whether it's worth reading or not. Probably is, because I've been picking up a lot for it. The art looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it looks really well drawn and great. There's a Magnum P.I. pony. You see, this is the thing. This is what the, this is what the ponies want. This is what the bronies want, I mean. They want um, My Little Pony to cater to them more. The comics, that's, that's, um, that's who's reaching them, isn't it? The comics aren't for children, they're for um, whoever's walking around for the planet. The curly-maned pony pointing at Fluttershy is, of course, based on... You'll never guess. <sighs> curly-maned? Beethoven? Um, who, who's got curly? Uh, Rosie O'Donnell? Beethoven or Rosie O'Donnell, one or the other. <laughs> Donald Sutherland, as he appears in 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That was something I would not have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a meme. This is it. This is what the birdies wanted. They want like a meme kind of um, internet kind of little pony. There you go. The comics. Just read the comic. Always read the comic. If you're a grown-up and you like a child thing. I think that um, what I've learned from this podcast is that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic maybe isn't the TV series for me, not the cartoon for me. And the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic fandom is probably not the fandom for me. Although I think that it probably could be. (laughs) (laughs) I probably wouldn't be out of place in that fandom because I am a fan. Of the schoolgirl animes and <laughs> Sailor Moon and things like that. But um, I will now, because of this podcast, read the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic. Oh, My Little Pony. Oh. It's such a nice little title for something, isn't it? My Little Pony. My Little Pony. <laughs> Are you getting emotional over yeah, the title? Yeah, the title of My Little Pony. I, I was scared of the sun early, early today. <laughs> early today, I saw the sun for the first time in a very long time because we're in England. And I was just like, God, why is it so bright? Why is it so bright? And I looked up and it was just like this big, bright, like, not even bright, like... Like a light bulb is bright, like bright like 
insanely bright, so bright you couldn't even look at it. You couldn't even look at this thing in the sky. And it's in the sky! It's up in the sky! And it's shining down on the planet, and it's fucking miles away! It's huge! It's on fire! It's looking at us all the time! And you can't even fucking look back at it because it's too bright! It's up in the sky! <laughs> it's up in the sky! And it's just there all the time! You never know! You never know about it! <laughs> I'm just gonna drag us back in to. There was a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race called Fifi O'Hara. She did this thing last year called 365 Days of Drag. Cartoon characters, so she did a Cynthia and she did Dee Dee Pickles. Yes, Cynthia and Elkin's doll. Have I shown you the My Little Pony? No, I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> no, that's horrible. No, that's awful. She looks like one of those monkeys. What are the monkeys of the nose? Proboscis. Yeah, proboscis. She's got a big old proboscis nose hanging down. No, no, no. Yeah, alright, I'm done with talking about my little okay. pen. My little pone. Friendship is moan. <laughs> Jake. Recommend some shit. Yeah, okay, you go first. Oh, oh, oh I want to recommend. Oh, I want to recommend and babies. Oh, just babies. <laughs> I would like to recommend. What are you recommending? All I've done is played Lego Dimensions, which I've already mentioned. Since last time we recorded, that was quite a while ago. I watched the first two books of Series of Unfortunate Events. I finished reading the book, so I'd recommend reading the books. Yeah. Is that good? When I finish something, I always go on, like, TV tropes and read mm. about it and stuff. Yeah. And I was reading all the weird stuff that came out around the time of when the film was released. Yeah. And they had a partnership with Lunchables. <laughs> and so there were little extracts of a story about a dinner party that the Baudelaire's were throwing, like the Baudelaire's mm -hmm. parents were throwing. And there was a code in there which, when you figured it out, it said Olaf was there. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend reading Series of Unfortunate Events and also just watching the series as well because it is a really good series. It's, it's a good adaptation, isn't it? I am getting annoyed with how different it is from the books. How different is it? Really different. Is it? The series? Yeah. Yeah, my only thing was that. They got into the Illuminati stuff, like the secret organisation yeah. stuff, a lot earlier in the books. Yeah, in the books, there are references to VFD right at the very start. Hmm. Like you, I think I wouldn't have noticed them so much, but things like the initials of things very fresh still. Probably book six or seven is where it really starts to kick off. Hmm. And then it's just non-stop. Yeah, yeah, then it gets quite heavy. In the series, it's like straight away, you're straight into it. Yeah, I don't like that so much. I kind of liked them getting uh, 
just kind of dips in into it. it. <laughs> also, it was weird. Slowly dips. There's a system of tunnels underground. Yeah, you, you learned about the tunnels like, um, in the, right at the beginning, don't you? In the books, there's mentions of two A couple of tunnels, tunnels. yeah. There's one that goes from 667 Dark Avenue to the Baudelaire Mansion, mm. and one that goes from the Quagmire Mansion to yeah. the but Reptile Room. You, can, you assume that there's tunnels all over the city, I don't you? I didn't assume that they were all interconnected, though. No, no, no. not like sewers. in the series, it's just sewers and I stuff. was thinking Cluder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm loving, I love Neil Patrick Harris in it. He's great. And yeah. Mr. Poe is great. Yeah. Mrs. Poe is great. And it's mm. interesting that they've made her in yeah. charge of the paper. Yeah. The hook-handed man. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I like all of the characters. Yeah, I like though. all the, the troop. Yeah. <laughs> the troop are really good in the series. I'm not so big on the bald-headed guy. But only just because I don't like that weird voice effect. Yeah, he's not He's not a nice character anyway. Sonny's annoying. Sonny's annoying? Yeah, weird and annoying. The baby? Yeah. What does she do? She's everything. I like her. She's on CGI at points. Oh, but she has that weird one. She has that weird bit. She, um, what did she say? Um, because it's anachronistic, the whole series. I think I told you about this. She says Uber. She says Uber. Why did they fucking have her say Uber? See, Why? I've, I've not. Who decided to do? You haven't oh, got yeah. there yet. Yeah, she says Patrick Uber. Warburton. That's who I really like. Huh? The guy who plays Lemony Snicket. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. But Uber. <laughs> no, I've not got to that bit yet. Well, the baby fucking says Uber, and it just ruined the entire thing for me. Thank you very much. We don't need that kind of. Thing like someone's well, someone calls for a taxi online. Yeah. Like can't they left? I don't the... like that either. Um, I would like to recommend Tetris. I think I told you about this. There's a graphic novel. There's a new graphic novel that came out called Tetris: The Games We Play by Box Brown, and it's about my favorite game ever, Tetris. <laughs> I started reading it because. I picked it up because I've always wanted to know why there is rockets in Tetris. There's rockets in the game Tetris, the actual like Game Boy cartridge of Tetris. If you play enough levels and you get good enough, you see this little USSR rocket fire up, and that's your little reward for getting to like ten thousand points or whatever. So I was just thinking, because I was looking through it and I saw all this rocket Russian intelligence shit like about engineering in the USSR and I'm reading and just looking through it and I'm just like, okay, this is going to explain to me, this is going to tell me why there's rockets in Tetris. It didn't, it didn't tell me why there's rockets in Tetris at all, but I guess there's rockets in Tetris because it was made by a computer scientist who worked for, I can't remember to with the University of Moscow, but it gets really weird. Apparently there's a UFO as well. I never got a UFO. Let me see that bastard. Show me. Show me the UFO. That's cool. What's cool as a UFO? That's colour. That's not Tetris. <laughs> if it's in colour, then it's not the kind of Tetris I was playing. It's Tetris on the NES. No, it's Game Boy. <laughs> Game Boy. It's old school rocket. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the rocket. It was quite a nice little... Yeah, you know what? I would put that in my top ten feelings. <laughs> top ten feelings. 
One, rocket in Tetris. Two, holding a newborn child. <laughs> Did you ever play, there was a version of Tetris where like... You rotate the room. Rotate. Yeah, no, the thing about that is, <laughs> I have this thing where I'm pretty limited in what games I can play. See, we've got a setup here in the living room where we've got a tiny, tiny 90s television set with a VHS uh -huh. and a PS2 so I can play games on there. But um, I get really seasick, uh -huh. motion sickness when I play games, so I couldn't play a game on a screen bigger than that, which is like, what's that? To eight, ten inches, twelve, maybe twelve, twelve. But if you gave me like Call of Duty and you know fourteen screen, I would just puke. <laughs> oh, that that version of Tetris just made me instantly like blah, <laughs> blah, like fully no, couldn't play for more than ten seconds. I really made me feel sick. But yeah, um, I didn't get the answer to my question from the graphic novel. But I did actually get a very nice little graphic novel experience. I learned about my favourite game, Tetris, how it came to be, all the drama surrounding this computer scientist who just wanted to make a game for a hobby. Sort of divine and just had this inspiration to make this game and made it and people noticed that he was because he was just sending it to his computer scientist buddies to play and everyone was getting addicted to it and people kind of noticed that it was great. Then they sent it off to like Japan and the US and there's this whole NES Sanitaria battle thing going on. So you learn a little bit about how games are made and how it works back then. And you also get a murder story <laughs> as a little bonus because there's a murder in involved with a kind of a creepy suicide note that the guy left. Okay, I'm going to say the suicide note because that's my favourite thing about this. The suicide note. It was horrible. Um, I posted this in the My Favourite Murder Facebook page. The suicide note said, I've been eaten alive. Tell Vladimir that I am exist. The devil. Signed, the devil. D-A-V-I-L. It's really creepy. I've been eaten alive. What does he mean? What does that mean? And he killed his wife and kid. I, I'm not going to step into the mind of him murderous psychopath but I'll tell you one thing the sun is gigantic and it's huge and it's glowing and it's bright and it's shining down it's all this fire is just coming towards firing towards us and then one guy kills his family you know when the sun's up there who's to say <laughs> who's to say what's real and what's not <laughs> I've been in that for too long <laughs> Okay. Tell Vladimir that I am exist. The devil. The devil. Oh, <laughs> the devil. <laughs> well, I am the devil. I don't know who's denying. That makes it be I just got back from an underground meeting. A secret society. Downtown crowd, it's a secret clan. We're the fucking dog gang. This is the story of the downtown crowd of the donkey, the banker, oh, fucking donkey spanker. The donkey says, Yeah, it's the downtown crowd. The donkey, the banker, oh, fucking donkey spanker. 
Now the donkey's out of rehab with bills to pay. So he says, hey, banker, could you show me the way? The filthy banker agrees, but before he proceeds, I got a little bit of FYI for you. I'm a donkey's banker, too. Oh, what to do, what to do with the donkey? A banker, oh, fucking donkey's banker. The donkey says, yeah, it's the downtown crowd. The donkey, the banker. Down to be down, down to be down.